Welcome to Kindled Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Williams, and this is the show where we talk about work, motherhood, and the grace we need for both. We are making and being made. Come join us. Hello and welcome to Kindled Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Williams. This is episode 76, and today I'm going to be chatting with my friend, Samantha Royer of She Is Bold. She Is Bold Co. is a digital community and education resource for Christian women entrepreneurs. Samantha left a very lucrative career to follow a God-given dream to create a free membership community and online resources for women. Samantha's vision for She Is Bold is to empower other women with boldness to turn their God-given dreams into a reality and be the kingdom builders that they were called to be. I have been drawn to Samantha's message and her platform ever since I found it because she's doing such a great job of sharing her gifts and her story with the whole world to inspire and serve others. And that's kind of what she's all about. I learn something every time I go to her page on Instagram because she's always sharing marketing tips and strategies and just really offering practical boots on the ground suggestions and tips and and strategies to women who are running businesses or writing books or just trying to serve God with their gifts in a variety of ways. So definitely go check her out on Instagram if you haven't already at sheisboldco on Instagram. Okay, now for my conversation with Samantha. Samantha, thanks for being here today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. So if you wouldn't mind, just introduce yourself and your family to the listeners. Sure. I'm Samantha. Uh, You can totally call me Sam for sure. I know a lot of people want to know that up front. So I am the founder of She is Bold, which is a free membership community and marketing resource for Christian women entrepreneurs. And I'm a mama to three. Noah is my oldest AKA Noah Bear. Noelle is my middle child. Uh, we call her Ellie Boo. And my youngest is baby Nathan, and we call him Nate Dog. So those are all the nicknames. And Warrior Fam. And of course, my hubby. Can't leave him out. Yeah. Yeah. His name is Thomas. I call him Pooh. He'll get upset that I'm sharing that. But. <laughs> That's awesome. Pooh like, Bear, Noah Bear. All oh, Pooh as in the bear, not. Yes. <laughs> Not the other. Okay. Great. I was like, I can see why he might be upset about that. Okay. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. So what does work look like for you? Oh gosh. Right now, I just feel like I am in crazy launch mode and building mode with all the systems and just trying to get my life together, dude. Okay. (laughs) Just trying to put everything up. Tell me about your, your business. You, you run, she is bold. What is that? Yes. So it's a free membership community for Christian women entrepreneurs. So I really just wanted to create a space that I felt like I personally needed. I didn't feel like there was really a modern Christian woman entrepreneur brand where I could talk about rap music or champagne or make a reference and not feel bad for talking about it. And just really just have a community to be able to ask all the crazy hard questions and just the struggle when work is more than just a job to you and it's your ministry. I think that's so hard um, to navigate. And so I wanted to be able to say, is it okay if I don't talk about Jesus today? Or is it okay if I do talk about him? Um, Because I offer really practical marketing advice Mm -hmm. versus some of the other brands that are more theologically based. Um, I'm just more of a practical brand and like to share my faith inspiration and other women's faith through their personal stories. Mm -hmm. Um, Not so much in the day-to-day, like how to build a business, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So you described it as a membership community. Yes. Okay. So tell, tell us like how that works. What is what is the doorway in? What happens behind the gate? All of that. Yeah. So the doorway in right now is just name and email only. Mm. So right now the membership platform itself is under construction, but I am so excited. I have been working really hard to get that launched this month. So it should be out in just a few weeks. But right now, all you do is sign up with your email um, and you get access to our exclusive newsletter, any of the mini trainings that we host live. I host guest experts from other areas 
whether it's a Bible study leader or another marketing resource that I'm not necessarily an expert in, like public relations, for example. Mm -hmm. So hosting other women to just really just be a one-stop shop for Christian women to feel like they can get Bible study tools, practical tools, hear from other women, not just one woman, and be able to have that safe judgment-free zone to say, I've got a really hard question or Mm -hmm. I'm struggling with this. So whether it's prayer or you want to know how to get more Instagram followers, I just wanted to create a one-stop shop for all of that. That's awesome. It's really cool. Where are you seeing God's grace in your life right now? Oh, goodness. (laughs) I think we chatted about this a little bit, but definitely in the, just the technology aspect of everything that I'm trying to do. And I know that sounds silly to say grace in the tech, but just because I am not good at the doing, I am not equipped to be the like executor of the brand. I can come up with the content Mm -hmm. and the branding and the planning, but the actual execution, I am not gifted with patience. I am not gifted with Mm -hmm. any of the techie things. So all of this, like I'm just, I just said, you know what, I'm, I'm here for it. I know I have to do this. This is part of what it's going to take. And no sooner than I just finally like stopped throwing a hissy fit about it. It's, it's just gotten so much easier. I'm like, I think I just did that in a day. Something must be wrong. <laughs> like is something broke? Did I do that right? And so yeah. I actually had a couple friends test the platform out yesterday and they're like, no, it works great. Like your email funnel and everything. I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh, I think I did it. Question mark? Yeah. Yeah. So obviously not I, but you know him, and I'm really just I'm just so grateful and just humbled and honored and all of the things Mm -hmm. to just be able to just watch him show off. Yeah, filling the gap. That's awesome. Yeah. So you got started on this. Can I want to kind of rewind? You told us what what she is bold is. Yeah. But your story to getting to that place is unique because this is not always what you've done. Can you kind of take Mm -hmm. us back to like where you started with this idea and where you were at? Yeah. So I started in corporate marketing in 2010 for a company called Salem Web Network. And basically in a nutshell, it's about 15 plus major Christian websites that together combined make up the world's largest online Christian audience. So I was able to lead the marketing teams for brands like Proverbs 31 and Girlfriends and God. So really hitting hard and leading the teams for email lead acquisition and the monetization of all of these websites. So the company in of itself was basically just a mega brand, like a content resource. So all of these different Mm -hmm. ministries and bloggers and authors all kind of like aggregated together in these central spaces. So I got really... I just grew a lot spiritually just from reading the newsletters and realized that the people that I was meeting who were putting out the content for us were small business women just like us. So on the, on one side of the business, I'm working with all of these mega ministries, Charles Stanley, all of these huge ministries trying to grow and monetize their, their platforms. But on the back end, like I'm just reading these women's stories and I'm just growing so much from the personal real talk and and just the heart behind what they're doing and the message behind what they're sharing. So I really just, after my third child just started getting exhausted, I think looking back, that is definitely when some, um, postpartum depression and anxiety settled in, but I uh, was so into climbing the corporate ladder that I put that off for a while. So long story short, I felt called to do my own thing and to really serve the small. Like I was so used to serving the big, but I just was so drawn to these other women who were bloggers and authors and small business owners. And that was hard because I just built a really cushy lifestyle. And I was like, this makes zero financial sense. I am the breadwinner. Like six figures, right? Yeah, it's really hard to leave that six-figure yeah. lifestyle and be the breadwinner. Yeah, um, and you were—you were the primary breadwinner too, which yes. you, yeah, yeah. So I felt the calling. I struggled with the calling. And I was like, okay, fine. Like I hear you, God. Let me strategize my exit plan because I'm a big fat planner, right? Mm-hmm. So I did all the things. I was like, I'm going to make a website and I'm going to do all these things so I can smoothly exit. 
And honestly, the longer I stayed, the worse it got, like the worse mm-hmm. my anxiety got, the more my family just struggled. And just it just felt like everything was getting worse by the second. Wow. And so I had to make the decision to, I was just like, you know what? I'm done. Like I've done everything that I can do. I sought counsel. I tried to have a plan in place before I left, but I think there just comes a time and a point when you are ready to pursue your calling that you've exhausted all the wisdom that you can. And then the rest is faith. So that was my next step for faith. And I was just like, okay, here we go. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So then I started the Samantha Royer brand and um, offered one-on-one marketing coaching, helping women grow and uh, build their online businesses. And did that for uh, about two years. And I was about to send out an email one day because I had been beta testing a 30-day program as opposed to my six-month package. And I was so excited. I just felt like it was so helpful for women. And I finally figured out how to reach my goals, make up the money, all the things. And the day that I was supposed to send the email, I just couldn't. And I just felt like God was like, are you happy now? You figured it out. You, you did that all by yourself. Go you. So it was a little bit of a like, well done, good and unfaithful servant. Like you didn't need me to do any of that because in the back of my mind, I had always felt like he wanted me to do, she is bold from the beginning, but it did not like free anything. I was like, dude, how am I going to, how am I going to make a living Yeah, <laughs> with a the bills. membership community, like sounds a little crazy, right? So that was hard. That was hard for me to decide too. Like, do I want to be, she is bold. To so you mean you were getting ready to, you were getting ready to launch what, what you thought would, would be the program that kind of got you to the level you needed to be at. And you just decided not to. Yeah. So I finally figured out how to scale my business. Okay. So I made, I had gotten to the point from the beta program that I was reaching my goals and then I figured out how to scale that. And so I was so flipping excited, like, woo, I'm doing it. Yeah. And the day that I was supposed to launch the service live and start the Facebook ads and the webinars and the whole shebang, the day that he was like, is this how it's always going to be for you? You're just going to plan it. You're just going to do it in your own strength because and that's when she is bold just came back to mind. I was like, crap, Ugh. like that's scary, but you're right. It was clear to you in the moment you really like, did, was there like something that you really felt God was saying to you? Was it like, I mean, you just said, is it always going to be this way? Was it evident to you that scaling your Samantha Royer brand was the wrong move in that moment where you like, I know that this is not what you're asking me to do. Yeah. And I think like leading up to it, that's, that's the part that's always like shameful to, to, for me anyways, to like pivot in a, in business. And then, especially because I'm like hyping everybody up for it, leading up to it, like, dude, I can't wait to tell you what I'm launching tomorrow. I'm so flipping excited. There's so much shame in that moment and just so much peace at the same time to just be like, what if everything you just did was for this exact moment? And so for me, it was just, it was just a sense of peace. Like, no, this is okay. Like, and I came back to like when I had to take the leap from corporate and he was like, dude, I got you. Like you've been fine this this whole time. Like, Mm -hmm. but I started with what I knew in the Samantha Warrior brand, like how to monetize the quickest way. I was after quick when I left corporate, I was like quick ASAP, whatever I got to do. And that's why I didn't pursue She is Bold to start because I knew it was going to be slower. And I knew that some of just the visions that I had were like so far down the road. I was like, there's no way my family can afford it. And so I just was like, I was ready to take a leap of faith again. Yeah. So looking back, you just said, maybe this was the plan the whole, the whole time. Like, do you feel you know, because I, I, th- I guess sometimes we do have to do work in the interim that isn't the dream or that isn't the vision in order to get there. And so it's not that that work is invalid or always wrong, but like you were kind of saying earlier, we can get to a point where we're becoming disobedient. <laughs> you know, if exactly. we I want it, like, you know, God, God gives us freedom and grace and time. But at the same point, if he is asking you to do something and you are willfully saying no out of fear, it can really kind of turn into disobedience and not, well, I'm just storing away my, you know, my nuts for the winter, or I'm just, I'm just hoarding up my, you know, my stash so we can survive. Like 
Yeah. When we know that he is the giver of every gift and he's the one who's giving us those nuts in the first place. So, you know, exactly. yeah, there becomes a certain point where you're like, wait, I guess maybe I really am trusting only in myself, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And I put my faith in my piggy bank and work and money have been such an idol for me. And it's just been so eye opening. I just remember so many financial lessons along the way, just like even with my savings, he was like, dude, that's not your savings to begin with. So when I felt like, dude, I was, I I wanted to make an investment, but it's so funny how sometimes we'll say I need to make an investment, but I don't have the money. And it's funny because then you have money for other things all of a sudden. And one of those was a savings account for me. And I really felt like uh, for one of the other financial investments that I made in my business, he was like, that's not your savings to begin with. Mm, Yeah. So it was very much like you're right. And I had to realize it was out of fear that I wasn't making that investment because then what if something happens and you can't operate like that, right? Yeah. And there's like the piece here that we're not, we haven't mentioned yet is discernment, you know, and that is something that is such a, that decision for you was such a personal a conviction of your heart that really was between you and God. Like no exactly. one could have from the outside in been like, here's the right thing. And here's the wrong thing. Or, you know, if someone had said, I'm sure somebody would have like a financial advisor might've been like, well, that's not really a wise investment, exactly. but that isn't how God decides <laughs> what to tell you yeah. what to do is based on, you know, what the exactly. market's doing or what looks like the best return, because sometimes that isn't the point. Like that isn't exactly. the goal. Yeah. And that's hard too with, that was really a struggle for me and my husband, to be honest, just dealing with the finances and this calling that was on my life. And we went through a lot, a lot of arguments in both leaving corporate to begin with. Like, of course he was skeptical and I just grew so much in my faith. That's how like it was really almost even intimidating for him for a while. Like what, what are you like? Yeah. The ideas and the vision that I had was just so big and just all of these things were just so brand new to both of us. So uh, we struggled with that. And then finally, even with the She Is Bold brand, when I was like, dude, I think I'm done with the SR brand. And he's like, your calling is my calling. You're calling, like you've supported me so much. I know like God's hand is in this and I know we're going to be fine. Like we've been fine this whole time. You've been out of work for like two years, dude. Like, what are you freaking out about again? Like he obviously took care of us the first time. Why wouldn't he do it again? And it's just so cool to watch him like grow in that way too with me and that encouragement. Gosh, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Not, not having that. Yeah. And that brings up just a beautiful reality that, uh, you know, in marriage that we are partners and, you know, and that we are there to support each other. Like this isn't a one way street. Like, we were both called at different times to lay down, you know, um, and, or to trust. And while, you know, I do believe that the husband is the head of the house. Like the Bible says, it doesn't mean that the wife is just along for the ride. Like that's exactly, that isn't what God meant, you know? And so it's just cool to see, you know, so many of the women I interview, they do have a story like that where, their, their husband had to like, had to not really put faith in them, but put faith in God. And that's what it's about. It's not, you know, he he wasn't like saying like, I trust you, Samantha. (laughs) Like who of us actually wants our husband to be putting their trust in me? Like, I'm like, I don't want you to trust me. I want you to trust God and I want to be trusting God with you, you know, exactly. that's where we can be at peace. Exactly. So what does that look like now for you guys? So you, is your husband, does he work or is he full-time dad? What's that? Yes, he works. He definitely works. And I mean, God has just shown off ever since the leap. Um, I think it's really hard too. like looking back when I first wanted to leap, he was trying to climb the corporate ladder, was Mm -hmm. up for some promotions. It didn't happen in his timing by any means. So he Mm -hmm. was growing really weary and frustrated at the time. Mm -hmm. Not very long after I left for corporate, he was finally able to get a promotion that he had been working for for years. So yeah, he works full time cool. and he, he supports us and he's my biggest cheerleader. Yeah, that's awesome. So there's something that you, you've talked about, you and I have talked about some in the past that I, I kind of want to shift gears a little bit into, and that is, you, you mentioned a little bit a few minutes ago, but sharing your faith yeah. as a business owner um, mm-hmm. and how that has looked different for you than maybe other women. Can you kind of expound and unpack, like, what does that mean to you? Cause you also said 
it's especially challenging when you have a product or a service that is not necessarily faith-based or faith-specific. And how how do you do that? Like, how have you done that? How, what does that look like for you? And how are you growing in that area? Yeah, so it's definitely a struggle. I would still say even almost daily, I feel like I'm constantly questioned just the position and the stance that I'm taking in my brand messaging. The biggest struggle for me, I think, it's just comparison, right? Like just looking at how other Christian women even membership communities are doing it and feeling like I'm not Christian enough because I'm not saying Jesus every other word or because I'm putting out like a marketing workbook and I didn't fill it with prayers or I don't know. I just feel like there's just always this constant sense of not being Christian enough um, and feeling kind of almost like, I guess maybe even like shame for not being Christian enough and labeling myself and identifying myself as a Christian woman entrepreneur and trying to preach that. So there's always this insecurity that I'm somehow doing it wrong or just not well enough. And so I've really just had to get over that in short, because Mm -hmm. that is something that I stand against. There is no one size fits all marketing strategy for any woman, uh, much less like a Christian woman. I think we feel so bound to certain rules and this invisible box that we have to fit in to be accepted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is a challenge for sure, because we have like the lens into how everybody else is doing it. And so it can look like, that person has it right. And if I'm not doing what she's doing, then am I, am I lacking in some area or should I be doing that? And, you know, the Bible says that God does not judge as man judges. He looks at the heart, which is really freeing for us because that means that he isn't judging the way that we are. He isn't looking at all these external fruits in the sense of what we are manufacturing or creating. He is looking at the fruit of our heart, you know, and are we, yeah. like, are we in relationship with him and are we growing more like him? Not what are we creating on the external that is either building our brand or whatever. Like, I just don't think that that's what it's about, but Absolutely. It's very hard to not like make it about that in some, you know, as we are growing our businesses. Yeah. So for me, I need, I just make it a point to come back to authenticity, something that I've preached to clients. So when talking about our brand message, if I'm trying to teach you how to do some, some marketing strategy or some growth, whatever, I don't speak about Jesus while I'm training you that way. Like, I don't even think that way when I'm thinking about it. So why would I try to, and I have done, like, I will admittedly open, open openly and say, like, I have tried to shove kind of Jesus Mm -hmm. into something just to make it more (laughs) Christian-y because I'm so scared of like not attracting people. Mm -hmm. But that's the funny part is those, those people really aren't my ideal audience, my ideal audience, they're good. They're spiritually sound. They just want the practical tools to go. They're like, dude, I got a dream. I got a vision. I'm trying to make this thing happen. They're that it just comes back to your gifts, right? And just being, making sure your gifts are aligning with the right people and instead of trying to alter your gifts in some way to fit with the wrong people. Yeah. And like remembering that there's room in the kingdom for your set of gifts and your way of, you know, serving women and serving female entrepreneurs, your particular brand. There's room for that as well as the more faith-based and, you know, faith-focused organization. You know, there's yeah. it's not like one or the other is the right way. There's I think it just goes back to like the body of Christ. It's like how can you say well, the hand is more important than the foot. Well, exactly. no, they're both important. They serve different purposes. They help us do different things. We need them both. And, and that's what the body is, is like each member and each piece and portion, like supporting each other, doing its own thing. If like, if the hand tries to be the foot, it stops being effective at being the hand, you know? And right. so you can't like <laughs> make yourself another person. And that that's actually like dishonoring to God because he didn't exactly. make you a foot. So, you know, exactly. Yeah. And that's what comes back to just that whole authentic thing. Like people always want to know, how do you create an authentic brand? And I always say, step one, quit doing crap that doesn't feel authentic to you. Mm. Like that can't feel good when you're trying to be something that you're not. Yeah. 
and it doesn't feel good. I've done it. (laughs) A lot of people need to hear that though, because there are so many voices, especially in the digital marketing space for those women listening who are building some sort of brand, whether they are representative for a larger company or they are building a small business, whatever it is, like there's so many right ways to do it. And so many like five ways, five tips for exactly (laughs) go to those and be like, okay, I guess I got to do all these like, Oh man, like I don't want to go live or, Oh, I don't really want to spend, you know, two hours a day following (laughs) these accounts or whatever it might be that we think is like the thing we have to do. Exactly. And you speak out about that a lot. I I think you do a really good job of kind of like just kind of dismantling some of those myths, but what are some of the, what are some of the things that you find that women are consistently believing and doing that are in line with what we're talking about? Like that they maybe shouldn't be doing if it's not authentic. Yeah. I mean, one of them is definitely, should I talk about faith in my business? I just got a DM the other day. Should I talk about faith in my business? And she went on to say that a relative had told her that the reason she's not making sales is because she's too outward spoken about her religion and that there's no place for religion Mm. in this shop. Wow. So she asked me, (laughs) yes, yes. So she definitely um, challenged me in how to respond without (laughs) trying to be ranty about that because I'm so passionate about it. But the funny part about it was she actually had like Bible stands in her shop, like biblical products. And I'm like, what? This only makes sense. Like you're, this is literally the woman that you want to talk to. Why would you not share your faith? Why would you not? And so, and, but that doesn't mean if you don't have a, you know, if your product or service doesn't have a cross tattooed to it, doesn't mean that you can't share your faith. Sure. Right. So I just like to challenge women when they want to know, should Christian women be their target audience or should they share it? For me, I just share my example. I just tell them, I love marketing because of the power of online marketing. It is a gift that I have and it's an opportunity. I just think is crazy to all of us that we have access to the world wide web and online marketing just gives us that platform to literally spread the gospel across all nations. Mm -hmm. That is the end result that I want. And I tried to water that down a little bit when I started the SR brand and just say, you know, so you could grow your income and impact and, you know, just the way I was when I just first started out and what I've grown to now is like, no, Jade, because we're here to spread the gospel. And that can be whether it's just sharing your product Mm -hmm. or if it's you talking about your personal faith story, it's however you are expressing that there is no, whether you want to talk about it or not, like it's just your job to steward it in a way that is honoring to God. There are 20 ways to skin a cat. You do what feels good to you. And I tell people success is faith plus obedience, nothing else. Mm-hmm. Are you being faithful in the decisions that you're making? And are you being obedient to who you've been created to be? Yeah, that's really good. I'm not immune from from that struggle as well. I have, you know, this podcast, obviously, which is faith-based and it's very easy to be outspoken, be very authentic, I guess, transparent about what my beliefs are and And it's easy because the community, I mean, it's not always easy, Mm -hmm. but it's by and large easy because the community is mostly Christian women. And if someone comes and follows me, they will quickly find out if they aren't (laughs) and they don't want to hear that, that they will unfollow me just as quickly as they follow. But, you know, then I have this other business that is really my bread and butter that is web design, graphic design and, and marketing, um, you know, that's totally separate. It's a totally separate brand. And I didn't start that business because I was like, you know, I want to spread the gospel. I started that business because I had a skill and I could make money from that skill and stay home with my kids. But that in and of itself is me using a gift that God did give me to create order and beauty in the world and to serve my family so that I can be the primary person who is raising my kids and be with them and, and have the freedom and flexibility of the lifestyle that I want. And so think that's a beautiful gift. And I don't think that we need to be ashamed or feel like that isn't enough because actually like, this is a totally different topic, but you know, (laughs) being at home with your kids, even if you're not working and not making an income is an incredibly honorable and God glorifying mission. You know, it's not, I'm not saying it's the most God glorifying because that would be idolizing motherhood, but you know what I'm saying? Like 
we don't, I just don't think that we need to say, well, it's either this or that it's either I'm spreading the gospel with my business or I'm not. It's no, I'm using a gift that God gave me to make an income, to serve my family. And I'm also like, people will find out as they work with me because of the way I do business and that I have integrity and that I, you know, don't lie or I don't overcharge or that I always go above and beyond to produce a product that is amazing. Like those are the ways that my faith is working itself into that business. And I don't think I need to be I don't think that I have to be like, Hey everyone, I'm a Christian. Just so you know, like I want to hear <laughs> yeah. so I'm a Christian. So nobody who's a, who doesn't like Christians better come work with me. It's like, that's, I just, that would be superficial, you know? Yeah. I don't know. So that doesn't feel a hundred percent either. Yeah. I'm right there with you. And that was hard for me to, I, the last year in my corporate role was when I really realized how much work had become my idol. And it was after my third child was born And I just remember weeping the day that I realized like how much work was my idol. My family was no longer my priority for me. And I literally could just, I loved work so much. I just, I just breathed it (laughs) and I wanted to do it all the time. Like I saw one of your questions was, what do you do for fun? And I was like, oh man, I'm really, (laughs) I've been working hard on this one because I just really love business so much. But I had to, I had a a very big breakdown realizing that work was my idol and was like, I'm going to create a business. I'm going to, I'm going to answer my calling. I'm going to figure out how to do it in a way to be a better mom because I did not like the mom that I was becoming. And I was like, there's no way I refuse to let them grow up and see me be this person. I want them to know that you can do whatever you're called to. And if, you know, my daughter has a daughter one day, I hope she knows that she can do the same, that she can find a balance and she can find something that works for her and glorifies God and Mm -hmm. does all the things. Man, that, I mean, that's real. And I, you know, we know we're both threes on the Enneagram. So we know our propensity to making work, our measure by which we are made righteous is so, so easy and such a default for us, but it doesn't make it okay. It's not just like, yeah. well, I'm just a three. I'm just a workaholic. So exactly who I am right now, you know, and this is what I'm going to do. You know, I think there's like, it's, it's helpful to know that about yourself, but you can't just sit, you can't just stay there. Like that's what sanctification is all about yep. is becoming more, not more like Haley, more like Christ, you know, exactly. like, less like myself, less <laughs> like that three on the Enneagram and more like Christ. Like, I don't want to idolize those things about myself that are my, the things that are, that trip me up. Like, I don't want to put those on a pedestal and say like, look at me and look at who I am and all my difficulties. I want to say like, look at what God is doing in my life and how he's changing me and how the gospel is actually transforming me. Cause if it's not transforming me, there's a problem. (laughs) There's a bigger problem. (laughs) Yeah. I am uh, right there with you. And I could just, I could talk about this all day, dude. (laughs) (laughs) So as you have kind of leaned into your relationship with Jesus and the unique gifts that you've been given, what has that looked like as you have kind of been growing this business, this brand, how have you kind of gotten more, have you gotten more comfortable in that, in in that skin? and, And what has that looked like for you? Yeah, I've definitely feel like I've grown just in the the past year alone, spiritually and professionally. We're talking about motherhood, especially and being a type three. And I think for me, it's so hard because I do not feel like a good mom. Mm. I feel like I have zero control and my gifts are very much planning. And you know very well in motherhood, nothing goes mm-hmm. as planned. I have right. read all the books. I have <laughs> followed all the people, all the accounts. And dude, I can't get control of my kids to save my life. Uh, (laughs) So it just, for me, like coming off of leaving corporate too and feeling like, oh, I'm going to, I need to use my faith to grow this business and answer this calling. There was a good season where God was like, what if this calling was so that you focus on your family? And that's where you grow your faith because you keep trying to control that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've definitely been ebbing and flowing between using my faith and my motherhood and trying to relinquish that control, um, and same in business. So I don't know if I just answered your question. I feel like I rambled a little bit. No, that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. So, so kind of, it's looked like not focusing as much on the business, but on your kids. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, and summer's about to come up. And so this is the first summer. I still have like one more week to decide, are they going to stay home with me or are they not? And that's been so hard because there's such a huge, I think as um, just being a working Mm -hmm. mom, especially just feeling a sense of irresponsibility and providing for your family or not providing enough for your family and motherhood. And I hate that. I hate that, you know, and it's not just me, just some of the other moms that I'm in community with are like, well, it feels like I have to work because it's irresponsible because I have kids. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is it really irresponsible to really to work to not work? Oh, to not work or to work less. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm about to find out. Where are you falling in that discussion that like, as you're growing and, you know, working this out in your own life, like what, yeah. So um, the last week or so, I've just been in crazy pre-launch mode. So for me, I just really had a like standstill moment the other day where I was just like, wow, I just miss you. Like just looking at my daughter, I don't even know what she was doing. I was just like, man, I really miss you. Like, wouldn't it be cool if we could just hang out all summer and just like such a sense of peace and just presence in the moment. And I just was like, I think I could totally be okay with this. Like, I think it was one of the first times where I was like, I won't be annoyed that I'm around kids all summer. Like, and just felt hopeful that I could do it. If I chose to do that, Yeah, I could totally do this. And I'm going to be okay because I've been okay this whole time, like financially speaking and business speaking. So for me, it's just something I've been praying about and just seeking God on over this next week or so as I'm in between launch and such. But I don't think there's a wrong answer. I think that's always the hang up that, yeah. There's some right answer. So right. I don't know. It might look like part-time school or daycare. I haven't decided yet, but I'm just okay. excited and comforted to know that whatever I pick, like there is no wrong, yeah. wrong answer. Right. Good advice. Good reminders. So you just mentioned, you know, you have been okay financially. So if I can ask you like with a free membership community, how have you, how do you monetize that? And how do you yeah. make money? So in short, I have not monetized it. So okay. launched in, when did we launch? December, I think. Okay. So it's still really new. Still new. And I did not want to launch or wait for a launch to have the monetization strategy in place. So pre-launch is working on the shop piece of She Is Bold. So as I mentioned, I wanted to be a one-stop shop. So all of this is kind of coming together. And we talked about how uh, the personal brand and the coaching brand kind of like none of that went to waste, right? Like I was able to use my gifts. I was still able to make disciples, spread the word, all that good stuff. But if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have the templates. I wouldn't have had the processes in place that same questions over and over from clients again and again and again. I was able to actually, while I was in the midst of doing that, create templates mm-hmm. and and just trainings of things that I just repeat all the time. So I'm excited because I am in the midst of launching the shop. So monetization strategy is coming soon and yeah. hopefully hopefully this month I'm hoping to launch my first three or four products. So I'm That's excited. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So the membership community is basically my way of just serving and really just wanted to get people excited and just create a different experience versus a blog post or whatever, and just keep people excited to look forward to what shows up in there. And then obviously the trainings and stuff will be very similar to what the products have to offer. So it's kind of like a try it before you buy it, helping, you know, to show them what I'm good at and hopefully feature some other women's products in the future Mm -hmm. too. So I don't want this thing to ever just be about me. I really wanted to to build a platform to help other women and, and lift yeah, them up. So. That's really cool. Which you're, you're touching on something that as far as marketing goes is a really important facet, I guess, of being an effective marketer today. And that is serving first, like showing exactly. up to serve before you ask for the sale. And yes. that's something that is really hard for people, especially coming from like if they have any background previously, the the environment has changed so much online. And what people expect to get for free is unreal. You know, yeah, I mean, it is. about yourself, <laughs> like what you expect to get for free or cheap, like think of Amazon Prime. 
I don't know what the numbers are, but they're losing millions, if not billions of dollars a year on Amazon prime shipping. Like that is not a profitable service for them, but it's a loss leader that gets people using Amazon loyal (laughs) purchasers. Probably eventually hoping they'll make that up someday or just getting the, the, you know, maybe it's about getting the data as well to sell to other. Exactly. You know, it's just interesting thinking about that. Like we often like, I'm saying this for myself, kind of show up with a service or a product and are like, okay, here's what I have to give you. Who wants to pay me for it? You know, (laughs) who wants to, wants to be my new customer. And, and that's like such a backwards way of going about it. So can you kind of share about what your mentality is and your way of of approaching sales from a service standpoint? Yeah. I mean, just like you said, it's serving over selling. So the motivation behind me and and the free membership community is that like, how can I just serve as many people as possible and with everything that I know and the free membership community is how I'm able to do that. And I, I hope that it shows people, people are, you know, replying to my email saying like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe this is free or this is gold. Thank you so much. Like that's what that's what I want to hear. I want to hear that I'm helping you. I don't want to give you some high level half a double S part in the language, mm-hmm. you know, blog post that's not going to actually move the needle for you. And so I think that just a lot of women just struggle with selling in general, especially Christian women. Yeah. And my biggest thing is just to realize that it is a service. Like these are your gifts. And it says that we should be compensated for this. Like yeah. there's no shame in being called to a for-profit organization, especially Amen. zero yeah. shame in a for-profit organization. A lot of people like, need to hear that right now. I'm just, yes, I'm just saying there's somebody who seriously. needs to hear, you not have to work for a nonprofit to be no, impactful. no, no, no. Especially yeah. if like you were called to entrepreneurship. Now it's one thing if you're being called to a nonprofit, right? Like, good. Don't, yeah. don't make any profit. But that's why I go very hard with like specific keywords like entrepreneur, like someone that has a product or a service because mm-hmm. my gift is marketing. And that by definition is the promoting and selling of your products and services. Mm-hmm. But if you don't promote anything, you literally can't sell anything. And that's the hardest part. And that's the first most essential part. You have to promote yourself or mm-hmm. quote, put yourself out there. And I think everyone just feels a sense of shame about that. And, but if you flip it and you think about it from that service standpoint, like this is literally a God given gift. This yeah. is mine and it is not to be buried. We are not supposed to bury it. It is ours to steward and steward well. And you can't do that. Not talking about it. Yeah. And you're doing others a disservice by not sharing with them. Exactly. The ones who are your ideal audience who would benefit from your product or service or are in that ideal audience or ideal client profile, like you not telling them that you exist is like allowing, not, not in allowing or enabling them to benefit from what it is that you do. And that may sound to people like who are not in the right mindset, that may sound a little arrogant. Yeah. But in reality, like when I find, let's just say with my web design business, when I find a client that has literally been looking for me for years and they finally find me, they are so relieved. They are yes. so happy because I've had clients like that who have like, they'll say like, I have worked with multiple web designers and they've left me high and dry or they've created a terrible product or they didn't get my vision and they, they just didn't align with my brand. And so to find you who I feel like you do understand what I'm after, you can create what I'm envisioning without me even like showing you exactly. is such a relief as a business owner. So it's like, I feel no shame at all in telling them, well, here's all the other ways I can support you too. Let me show you exactly. what else I can do for you because they need that. They want that. Like they are ready to pay to have that. And I, in my own business, am also have people I'm looking for to support my business. So when I find those people... I can't find them if they're not putting themselves out there in some way, shape or form. And so, exactly, you know, it's just good to remember, like, it's okay to promote yourself so that you can serve people like promotion and just has such a yucky feeling to us. But when you do put it in light of serving over selling, I think it becomes a lot more palatable and, and that really sure. should be our motivation. Yeah. And I think so many women too, just feel like there's a marketing rule. So like on one hand, you have the Christian rule, right? Like is I feel shame or I feel guilt or this is icky, 
arrogant, whatever. And then on the other hand, there's the marketing rule that there is some one size fits all marketing rule that says, this is how you do it. Mm -hmm. And the funny part to me is just all of the clients and all of the people I see on social media who need help with marketing, they're already doing it. They're on there sharing their stories. That's all marketing is. It's not some scripted thing. And trust me, I've got all the scripts. I am happy to plop them in my shop all day long. Mm -hmm. But you can't do that without infusing your story. That's when it's sleazy. That's when it's just a tactic. That's when it's not personal. That's when people can't relate to you. That's when it's not valuable to them. There's no emotional connection. And that's when they don't trust you when you're just like product, here you are, features, here you are, buy my stuff over and over and over. Mm -hmm. But when you're like, oh my gosh, I have this really cool story. This thing changed my life. That's how I feel about marketing. And like, dude, literally we get to spread the gospel online. Mm -hmm. Do you know how freaking exciting that is? And like when people understand like, this is why I do what I do, it makes them want to do it too. They're like, I do want to grow my following and make money. There's no shame in that. I'm like, I know, isn't this so cool? Right. Let's do it together. (laughs) Yes. So kind of transitioning, I, you already read my last two questions. So what is your, like, what is a mom hack life hack tip for moms that kind of is helping you with everything you're doing, running a business, raising three kids? Yeah. So, I mean, I would piggyback off of today's conversation. I would say two things. One, knowing when your family is no longer the priority, when you are no longer able to be present with them, um, when you don't feel that, when you can't just enjoy the little moments and you can't put work down. I just feel like Mm -hmm. that's something I have to constantly tell myself that's what I would tell a working mom to, to just be really mindful of what you say your priorities are and what your priorities actually are. Um, So for me, just like when I start getting really irritable or my kids are like asking me to get up and make them a drink and I'm like throwing a fit because I'm scrolling on Instagram (laughs) or I'm trying to write my caption. I'm like, dude, they literally just asked for a drink. Chill out. (laughs) And that's just because I'm like, no, I'm writing this super important caption. That's going to change the world. Y'all don't you see what I'm Mm -hmm. doing over here? Mm -hmm. So just we all been there, (laughs) right? It's awful. And just balancing that with the second thing is just boundaries. Just being able to say like, no dude, I'm getting my kids off the bus at two 30 every day. I will not pick up my phone you know, for work, I do not respond to emails after X time. And just being able to have those boundaries that, you know, you need to have in place to say, Hey, I can be present. I can pay attention to you and I can give you all the love or whatever Mm -hmm. I need to. And recognizing that we're in control of those, right? Nobody else can tell us, even though we have clients, yes, we have people with demands. Like if we put those expectations in place, those boundaries in place, we're allowed to do that. We're adults. Like, yes. you know, sometimes I think we act like we're just a victim of our lives and we're like, Oh, well, I have to do this. I have to do that. It's like, well, maybe you do right now because you haven't set that expectation. So yeah. if you need to change it, do it and send an email to your clients and tell them these are my working hours. Like there are people with that in their, in their, um, you know, what's the signature line that say like, I respond between these hours. Mm-hmm. And, and if you need to do that, do it, you know, exactly. like you don't, you don't have to have shame in that or feel like you have to be all things to all people. Cause that's when we start getting crazy mom, you know, we start getting exactly. like, mom because we're like, I just can't do it all. And you guys are the first to go, you know? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. It was in my welcome magazine for four clients. And I'm like, I only take client calls on Tuesdays. If you can't make it, I'm sorry. If I can't make it, I'm happy to replace it. But I batch work my days on Tuesdays. So every client call would have been on a Tuesday so that I can make sure like, no, this is what works best for me. Mm -hmm. This is how I'm able to create the life and really run an online business. Like when people want to say, create a business and life you love, that starts with setting boundaries for what do you want? And for me, that's, I don't want to work on Fridays. I don't want to work after two 30, like period. It's really easy. You literally don't do anything on Friday. <laughs> yeah. And you literally stop working at yeah. 2 30. And I get it. Like, if you can't, but that's where you say, like, okay, well, then I can't be mad at that. I can't be mad at that. If you're saying you can't, then you need to be okay with the season that you're in and just yeah. embrace that and be like, I know this isn't forever. This is a temporary thing. But if you're mad at it and you can control it, like, you're not allowed to do that. Yes, exactly. That's not fair. You don't get <laughs> yeah. to have your cake needed too. Exactly. So the direct question, what do you do for fun? 
Oh my gosh. So I know I just said it was business, <laughs> which is so type three. I know. Um, it's okay if that's your answer though. Okay. Cause you don't probably do it as much as other things. So, yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I like to do the fun businessy things for fun. So, I mean, I'll geek out in Canva for like two hours laying in bed. And I, all I did was like change fonts for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I understand that. Yeah. So, branding definitely like uh, decorating. I'm a very amateur, but enthusiastic decorator and crafter. So when, when my, uh, girl, my Ellie boo wants to, to make bracelets where we've recently gotten into friendship bracelets. So I'm like, to get back to like, yes. And all the strings. Summer camp. Yeah. Right? yeah. How old is <laughs> so, she? Yeah, she is six. Okay. That's the perfect age to learn that. Yeah. So fun. Yeah, so it's been fun. And then how do you rest? Mm, rest. What is that? Type yeah. Of? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. No, no. I, could, I no. could just answer for you. You I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so the summer, especially rest for me is the river. So our family has a river place and anywhere really, honestly, for this matter, where I can just be out of the house and the laundry and the dishes and the laptop is out of sight. Yeah. That is rest for me. Just knowing and just being around family, like basic river cottage. I'm happy with the PBJ. I don't need a fancy meal. I don't have to put my makeup on. I'm just like, whatever, just walking around outside in nature, just chilling away from all the it's just something about not having in your face yeah it's just that's what's restful for me Absolutely. getting out of this house that I live in like all seven days a week yeah. is rest for me. I hear that <laughs> I understand that yeah well Samantha thank you so much for sharing your story and your life with us I think uh it's going to be really encouraging for a lot of women who find themselves in um a similar place to you whether they're still working that corporate job or they're launching that passion project yeah, you've been you've been a lot of these places. So thank you for sharing your experience. Thank you for having me. So where can people find you online and connect and learn more about She Is Bold? Yeah, so you can come to sheisbold.com. And if you want the free membership access, you can go to sheisbold.com slash join us. Okay. Well, why not? Everybody should That's join. That's right. I get your emails, your Monday motivation emails. They're awesome. Perfect. Thank so we'll link all that in the show notes. People can find it very easily. Awesome. And you will be getting a sneak peek soon of the all new platform. So she is bold 2.0. I'm super pumped. All right. Well, thank you so much, Samantha. Of course. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Next week, I'm chatting with Christy Straub all about how to help our kids and ourselves understand what we're feeling, but not be governed by our feelings. So whether you have kids or not, if you're a person with feelings, this conversation is going to be really helpful for you. And last but not least, I just want to invite you, if you have been enjoying listening to Kindled, to take the next step in supporting us by leaving us a podcast review. Um, A rating and review on iTunes helps the podcast reach more women like you who need to hear the message of grace and hope and truth that I pray is available in every single episode that we produce. If you're not sure how to leave a rating and review, I have tutorials in my Instagram highlight bubbles. So go find me and say hello as well at haleywilliams.kindled. And I look forward to connecting with you on there. Thanks guys and have a great week.